Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll talk about how COVID-19 is impacting food prices. Up first in today's country comment, Manitoba Senator Don Plett will join us to talk about how the new NAFTA agreement will impact the dairy industry. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The Canada-United States-Mexico agreement is set to come into force July 1st. This is one month earlier than expected due to the process being expedited over COVID-19 concerns. Manitoba Conservative Senator Don Plett serves as leader of the opposition in the Senate. Uh, Listen, Corey, I'm not entirely sure why it's being implemented a month early. Um, uh, there, in my opinion, is no reason. When, when, um, when we were asked to fast-track NAFTA back some six weeks ago or so, uh, prior to the House um, rising, uh, we were asked whether we would do this because the House would have to rise and because of COVID-19, we probably wouldn't be back for quite a while, and so they needed this implemented. Well, we didn't want to do that because it was going to cost the dairy sector $100 million for us to do this um, if it was done before August 1st. So uh, conservatives are strong supporters of our dairy industry, and certainly I am. As you know, I live in, I would consider, the dairy belt of Canada there in uh, in, uh, southeastern Manitoba. And so this was an important thing for us. And so the government gave us their assurance that if we would move it forward, it would not be implemented, it would not be ratified till August 1st, which uh, there's something about uh, three months after the date of ratification. Um, so they were going to do this in, in the beginning of May, May 1st, three months later it would be August 1st, and that's when it would take effect. Um, if it was done July 1st, it clearly is, is, is uh, millions and millions of dollars out of the processor's uh, uh, bottom line. And, and so we were guaranteed that that would happen. Now, the answers we've gotten, Corey, are uh, along the line of, well, Donald Trump uh, was telling us that he may not send us N95 masks and he may send troops to the border. You know, let's blame Donald Trump. If we have no other place to go, then it's got to be Donald Trump's fault. That's kind of the mentality of the the liberal government. And so that's the answer they gave us. Um, I'm not sure what Donald Trump would have done with troops at the border other than stopping illegal immigrants from crossing, uh, which uh, probably most Canadians would have uh, supported. Um, nevertheless, those were the reasons that we were given, Corey, and now, of course, uh, uh, Freeland's office is denying that they ever gave us any commitment, and uh, I have a press release here from the, uh, from the dairy industry that uh, literally says not only did they promise that to parliamentarians, they had promised them exactly the same thing. And, Senator, if you could just expand a bit more on the dairy industry and, and how they'll be impacted by this... Um change well certainly so so again um we we uh, they are losing somewhere around um i have the number here three uh 3.9 percent um 3.9 percent uh, because of the um of the nafta deal uh with with the exports and caps placed on skim milk powder 
skim, uh, skim milk powder, milk protein concentrates, infant formula for dairy farmers, uh, um, dairy processor, $140 million because of market access loss. Um, cost uh, of yearly coming into force, uh, the dairy year begins August 1st. Uh, And this is, of course, why, because we are in the second year now. That was Senator Don Plett, a conservative from Manitoba, talking about how the new NAFTA deal is going to impact the dairy industry. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Most of this year's winter wheat crop in Manitoba survived in very good condition. Ken Gross is an agrologist with Ducks Unlimited. We've seen a number of fields across the province, and we haven't seen one yet that hasn't looked really good coming out of the winter. So um, we've done a few assessments in the field, done a few bag tests to see if there's been new root growth initiated, and everything looks really good. The stands are look good, and the uh, root growth is good. Gross says it's important to apply nitrogen as soon as possible. He notes there's still lots of good moisture in the ground. The Canada-United States-Mexico agreement is set to come into force July 1st. This is one month earlier than expected due to the process being expedited over COVID-19 concerns. Dairy Farmers of Canada Vice President David Weens says this will have a big impact on the dairy industry. For the dairy producers and processors, the implementing of Kuzma itself one month early is estimated to represent up to $100 million in losses. And the other thing is the sector will need to also contend with an additional $330 million in annual perpetual losses as a result of the lost market share because they're giving some of our our domestic markets uh, to the U.S. It's an extremely uh, significant uh, impact on us. And the 2020 Manitoba Agricultural Hall of Fame induction ceremony has been postponed one year due to the circumstances surrounding COVID-19. The event was to be held in June during the Red River X, which was cancelled. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Monday, May 4th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll talk about how COVID-19 will impact food prices. Today, we're joined by Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, professor at Dalhousie University. He talked about how COVID-19 will impact food prices. Uh, well, the inflation rate is, is going up. We actually predicted it uh, back in December with Canada's food price report. Uh, COVID is not going to change that rate, although we actually are expecting the inflation rate to be at around 4%, perhaps slightly more. Uh, that's due to the fact that uh, everything is costing more to do across the supply chain. Uh, in processing, production, uh, physical distancing measures are costing more. They're slowing things down. It requires more training. Uh, that's what we're seeing across the board right now. And, of course, uh, there's been a lot of news about uh, about uh, farmers being affected by, by COVID. That's going to cost money, of course, and uh, hopefully the government will actually step in but overall, uh, yeah, I mean, this is kind of the new normal moving forward. We are not expecting a food inflation rate to drop below uh, 2 3% for the next few years as, as a result of, uh, of COVID. Could people actually end up uh, saving money on, on what they spend on food uh, because of COVID-19? Well, this is the thing. Uh, of course, we talk a lot about uh, food inflation and when... 
prices uh, go up, but we never talk about uh, savings. We ne- never talk about how people are actually um, saving money while staying home. We're cooking more often now. <laughs> and when you're processing your own food, you are saving money. We actually estimate that the average um, household in Canada would spend about $4,500 at the restaurant. And any during during a, a uh, for for twelve months, uh, that's not happening right now. And of course, when you spend a dollar at a restaurant, it's not the same dollar as what you would spend in a grocery store. You basically would get probably forty, thirty to fifty percent more food for for every dollar you actually spend in a grocery store. So that's that's savings right there. The other thing that we've noticed also since the beginning of the crisis is that people are actually wasting less. They're forced to repurpose uh, leftovers. They're, they're better inventory managers. They actually know what's in their fridge and their cupboards. So when they show up at the grocery store, they don't overspend or they don't buy things they don't necessarily want. And uh, the average household will actually throw away 38% of all the food you would purchase in a grocery store. And right now, we actually do believe that that's really lower uh, than 38%. We actually estimate it could be anywhere between 10 to 15% because you still have to throw things out, but we're not throwing as much. And again, that's, that represents a huge savings as well. That was Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, professor at Dalhousie University. Today, Glendalee Allen Vossler talks about crop fertility with Mervyn St. Luce, a research scientist in field agronomy with agriculture and agri-food Canada's Swift Current Research and Development Centre. 2019 was not too bad compared to 2018, and I know a lot of people had very late harvest. I, some people probably have not even harvested. Um, so your soil nitrogen status is going to be something to look at. Um, going into this season, um, it is always important to know what you have before you put in. Um, so what your crop removal was, uh, what your residual amounts are, and based on uh, your forecast or your your target yield going into this season. Um, so soil testing is going to be important. Um, Twenty. 17 going to 2018 we had high levels of nitrogen um, left over um, in 2018 2019 we also had high levels of nitrogen left over uh, the forecast for this year so far says most of the province is looking okay in terms of moisture so that's going to be a driver which is the big driver here um, however uh, we have to know what our soil and levels are before we go in and and um, apply fertilizer. In terms of seeding depth, that's going to be another important one because it depends on the seed size and also the moisture. Where, where is the moisture? So we also have to look at our moisture levels, um, look at the depth of our moisture. I would advise producers from that point to look at the nitrogen status before um, applying fertilizer and not just nitrogen look at the phosphorus levels and because generally the recommendations are um, 
you do not want above 25 ppm so also have to consider if we have any sulfur deficiency if you're looking at canola so there's soil testing is is quite important when we talk about utilization of the nitrogen the fertilizer that varies from crop to crop crops might utilize generally less than 50 percent or they would take up less than 50 percent of the nitrogen that is applied um, and that also depends on how the nitrogen is applied and when it is applied so the four-hour nutrient management comes into place the right time the right place right source right rate okay so broadcasting is going to have a lower efficiency sidebanding is going to increase your efficiency or medial banding will increase your efficiency um, when we apply nitrogen with the seed also have to consider that there's according to crop to take the nitrogen but we have added the nitrogen so it's we are hoping it's going to stay there until the crop starts emerging and starts growing and taking up the nitrogen. We have to be aware that nitrogen is very mobile. It is highly dynamic. It's not going to stay there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not going to. And if we have a huge rainfall, then we have possibly a huge losses, especially if we do not have the crop growing at that point. That reduces our efficiency. If we had broadcasted that, then we have a significant amount loss. So applying the, the nitrogen at the right time, at the right rate, using the right source based on your condition in your soil, um, all these are important factors to consider to improve efficiency. That's Dr. Mervyn St. Louis, a research scientist in field agronomy with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada's Swift Current Research and Development Centre. For Golden West, I'm Glenda Lee Allen-Bossler. Thanks, Glenda Lee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen-Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Livestock Markets Association of Canada annual convention has been postponed. The Animal Nutrition Conference of Canada also postponed. Crops of Palooza 2020 scheduled for July has been cancelled. The Manitoba Summer Fair has been cancelled, as has the Red River Exhibition. And the 66th Manitoba Threshermen's Reunion and Stampede also cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon... Joining us now is David Weens, Vice President of Dairy Farmers of Canada, to talk about Canada Takeout Day. We have all heard restaurants have been very hard hit by, uh, you know, by the closing down of the economy uh, as a result of COVID-19. And, and obviously they're, they're going to uh, need some support. We know that over 10% of uh, restaurants have already closed permanently in Canada. And that works out to more than 800,000 uh, food service jobs right across the country. And, uh, and you know, for years and years, restaurants have been our trusted partners. They do play a very important role in Canada's uh, farm-to-fork ecosystem. And that's why we joined forces with the Canada Takeout Campaign to support them. So uh, Canada's dairy, poultry, and egg farmers have teamed up uh, to lend support to the Canada Takeout Campaign. And uh, we're undertaking our own efforts to uh, raise awareness here. So uh, Canada's, this uh, Canada Takeout Camp, National Campaign does support 
restaurants that are able to remain open and and do the you know the pickup and and deliveries now there's over 7000 restaurants that have already signed up uh to this program and we are seeing that uh, uh some of them are seeing big boost a uh, big boost in their uh in their business as a result of the hash hashtag takeout day so really we're we're very excited about uh working together with them and uh and you know going going beyond just the you know uh, uh Wednesdays but you know uh making this uh you know drawing this attention to the program for all week long and uh, and and on an ongoing basis so yeah so that's uh uh it, you know it's just one way in which uh we can uh help uh, the restaurant industry through a very uh, difficult time so we really encourage people uh, to to go out support their local restaurants, um, you know, because there are still many that are open and and open for takeout and so on, so that we can, uh, you know, so that they will be there for us after after this uh, pandemic, uh, you know, uh, is is you know runs its course and is over. So uh, it's just one way of of uh, uh, working together with those that we've worked together with for many years. That was David Weens, Vice President of Dairy Farmers of Canada, talking about Canada Takeout Day. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba Conservative Senator Don Plett says dairy producers are feeling betrayed by the Liberals' early ratification of the new NAFTA deal. The Canada-United States-Mexico agreement is set to come into force July 1st. This is one month earlier than expected due to the process being expedited over COVID-19 concerns. Plett serves as leader of the opposition in the Senate. We are very disappointed in a, in a government that, uh, again... Uh, has broken a promise, as they have continually done, and are now using, using the worst pandemic in years in my history, the worst pandemic in 100 years, and they are trying to fault that for them having to further pile on to our, our good dairy producers and good dairy processors. Uh, they need to pile on to them and, uh, and, and make matters worse for them. For dairy producers and processors, the early implementation by one month of the agreement is estimated to represent up to $100 million in losses. And most Manitoba farmers are happy with how their winter wheat survived. Ducks and Limited agrologist Ken Gross notes it's important to apply nitrogen as soon as possible. That is such a critical step to optimizing your winter wheat yield. I, I don't know if a lot of producers understand that um, the seed head isn't developed until first thing in the spring. So starting as soon as it starts growing to about the fifth leaf stage is when the seed head develops. It's really critical that you have your fertility present at that time so that you can develop a really healthy big seed head and optimize your yield. Gross adds there's still lots of good moisture in the ground. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.